DLC presents a Studio B production brought to you by the donations of our faithful partners. How's your life going today? It's going great? Are you saying, oh, you wouldn't believe what is going on in my life and I don't know what I'm going to do? Life like that, isn't it? said, in this world, you will have tribulations. One time I was out in my yard working and something really hard was going on and I thought, Lord, I love you. I'm serving you. I'm trying to do everything you want me to do. Lord, what's the thing? What's the deal? What's going on? And I don't know if you ever had this happen, to have a word of a song go through your mind sometimes when you're thinking about things, which I think is the Lord talking to you. And this song, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Have you ever heard that song? And it just started going through my head, and I thought, that's right. The Lord said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But cheer up, I've overcome the world. What a wonderful, wonderful God we have that he says, I'm there with you. You're not going to be by yourself. I'm going to help you. When you go through the fire, I'm going to be there. When you go through the water, I'm going to be there. You're not going to drown. Jesus wants to be with you in the most difficult times of all. There's someone watching this show right now, and you're sitting in a hospital waiting room. And you've just been given some devastating news. And you think, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And the Lord says, I'm going to help you. And it's going to turn out okay. But you've got to trust me. And let's study in the Bible today about a man who was the ruler of a country. <clears throat> I don't know if you had the privilege of knowing rulers of countries. But can you imagine the burden they carry? Can you imagine the pressure they feel? The people they have to deal with? Can you imagine being a Christian leader of a country and you have your enemies trying to stop you? You're trying to run the country by this book? They don't believe the book. There's a lot of people today that give advice and it's completely contrary to the Bible. And when you say, no, I'm going to do what the Bible says, they've never even read the Bible. The Bible is around. They don't believe it has any validity at all. It's like, who cares what that says? So it says that. Other books say something else. I think about what I think I ought to do. And when you're running a country... You couldn't have any greater help than to have the God of the universe on your side. You should do some of the readings about what Abraham Lincoln did and what George Washington did when they were having to make major decisions that affected the lives of people and they were on their knees. We're going to study a man in the Bible, a king in the Bible today that did the same thing you think about that hard decision, that great battle you're going through. 
Would you have done what this man did? Will you do what this man did? If you do, you will see amazing things happen in your life and in the life of the ones you love. So let's look at it. Get your Bibles. I hope you get your Bibles every time when you come and watch this show. And I hope you watch this show every week. So far, every lesson has stood by itself. They don't, they're not connected. You could watch them in any order. In the next group of lessons that I do, and I do them in series of 12, the next 12 that I do, I'm going to do them on a series called Walking Free from Your Past. And that, those should start maybe sometime in August or September. I'm not sure. But I want to ask you, if you would like to be free of everything that's held you back from your past, try to make sure you watch every week because they will help you deal with the issues and you don't want to miss any. I don't want you to miss any of the teachings anyway. I'm excited to get to do this. I'm grateful to God that he has let me do this. It's a desire of my heart, a joy of my heart. Actually, I never thought about doing this much on TV. It never crossed my mind, but I'm discovering it's still been the desire of my heart because the desire of my heart is to reach people all over the world and teach them God is for them. God wants to help them. Jesus is real. He's alive today. You can talk to him. He'll talk to you. And you can see amazing miracles and signs and wonders happen in your everyday life if you'll just open up to him. And so I thought I was just going to be going all over the world by airplane, whatever. Instead, God is sending me all over the world with this TV station. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes his answers are not what we think they're going to be. You're going to find that out in this lesson too. God will always find a way to help you when you depend on him, when you're totally dependent on him. He always has a plan for his enemies too. He has a plan for your life and he has a plan for his enemies. It might surprise you what method he uses. It's going to surprise you in this story a bit. Okay, so let's study about Jehoshaphat. There were so many kings in Israel that were wicked, 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 wicked. They, they worshipped idols. They did, worshipped shameful idols, did shameful things. The people were hard-hearted. Their ears were stopped up. The king's ears were stopped up. The kings only thought about themselves. They, one king even was told, it's not going to happen in your lifetime, but it is going to happen afterwards because of what you've done. He didn't fall on his face and say, oh, God, help. He went, well, okay. And in the middle of all of that, God had some godly kings. You know, God didn't want the Israelites to have a king. That wasn't his plan. But they kept saying, give us a king like everybody else. Everybody around us has a king. We want a king. And God was saying, I'm your king. Oh, no, we want one like everybody else. Okay. God will give you what you want if you push hard enough, but sometimes it sends leanness in your soul, the Bible says. You get what you want, but you have leanness in your soul. Here's King Jehoshaphat, a good king, tried hard to serve God. Wasn't perfect, still made some mistakes late in his life, but he tried hard. So let's read about what happened. He was wanting to have a lot of peace in his lifetime and in his reign. Anybody would. 
But in chapter 20 of Second Chronicles, it says, The armies of the kings of Moab, Ammon, and the Menunites declared war on Jehoshaphat and on the people of Judah. Word reached Jehoshaphat that a vast army was gathering against him beyond the Dead Sea, and they were coming from Syria. That's the Syria that's in the news today. This stuff has been going on forever and ever and ever. And Jehoshaphat was badly shaken by the news because he wasn't prepared. The army, the, the combined armies, was much greater than his army. And he wasn't, he wasn't ready. It, was, it happened unexpectedly. So what did he do? What would be the first thing you do when you get news of a horrific battle is getting ready to take place in your life? What's the first thing you do? It says in, in verse 3, he was determined to beg for help from the Lord. So that's the first thing you've got to be. Determined, my help comes from the Lord. Lord, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. I'm going to do what you say. He was determined. How determined are you? The next thing he did, and this is something that you can do when it's really, really serious. Fast. Do you know about fasting that's going without food? And he announced to the whole nation, we're going to fast. And we are going to do it in penitence and intercession. So what does penitence mean? First of all, when you're fasting, start confessing all your sins and start saying, Lord, I am so sorry. And I can tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you this and this and this and this or stopping the move of God in your life. Get it out of your life. And then intercession. Well, what does intercession mean? It means praying for others. God, if you don't help our country, if you don't keep us safe, if you don't keep our little ones safe, what's going to happen? Lord, please help. Do you pray for your country like that? I don't care where you live. Maybe you think, I don't know that God you're talking about. Well, he knows you. He loves you. He's waiting for you to talk to him. That might be your first step to him is, Lord, my country's in a mess. Please help. Go without food to pray for your country. How about that one? Anyway, Jehoshaphat stood right there in the big middle of all of them. He didn't try to hide and say, I'm a big leader. I cannot look like I'm emotional. I've got to look unemotional to be in charge. He didn't care what anybody thought. He was there before God. What a witness that is when you see leaders who are so pure before God. They're so pure-hearted before God. They're they don't care what anybody thinks. They're not thinking about other people and their opinion. They're thinking about God and his opinion. And it, they watched him do this. People came from all over the nation to plead together. That's another thing. When your battle is really great, get people to unite with you and pray. There is power in united prayer. It's more powerful than you by yourself. And God listens so carefully. So sit down and say, now what is it we're going to pray about? What's the, what's the situation here? Let's all agree on it and pray. But Jehoshaphat, it says in uh, verses 6 to 9, that Jehoshaphat stood out 
from the big middle of all of them, and he prayed out loud this powerful prayer. When things get desperate, you get desperate, don't they? It's just amazing stuff that you would not do when you got it. you're just trying to be so careful about everything. And when it's desperate, it's Katie bar the door. You don't care. And he said, oh, God, oh, God, you are the only God in all the heavens. You're the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. Well, they had rulers, some ungodly, some total unbelievers. But he said, you're the ruler over all the kingdoms of the earth. You are so powerful. You are so mighty. Who can stand against you? So the first thing he did in this great prayer, this powerful, important prayer was he reminded God of who he is. Well, did God need to be reminded? No, he needed to be honored. And Jehoshaphat honored God and said, this is who you are, and I know who you are. doesn't matter what our enemies know about you. I know this about you. Oh, God, you didn't drive out the heathen who lived here when we arrived. Now, if you wonder why that didn't happen, he didn't drive out all their enemies when they came into the promised land. And, they, and it even tells in the Bible why. God said you couldn't handle all of that. It's the same for you. You might be going through something right now and you've walked with the Lord a long time and maybe this issue's been in your life a long time and God says, now. We're going to deal with it now. And he reminds God of his promises. Do you have written down the promises God has made to you? I have mine on my computer. I even have them on cassette tapes, and I listen to the prophetic words that have been given to me. I underline in my Bible when I'm having a quiet time, and I know that was God speaking to me today, and I put a, a date by it, and I put a little tag there that helps me know that's what God was telling me on this day about this situation. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. Didn't you give this land to your friend Abraham? Threw that in, your friend and then he says, your people, your people built a temple here for you in your honor, truly believing that when we came across times like this, when we're faced with any calamity, such as war, disease, famine, those big things, we can stand here before this temple and before you, for you are here in this temple. You know, God is everywhere. God's in you right here if you're a believer. But God has special houses of worship. And he has said to people, don't forsake that. Don't ever think you're the kind of Christian that you don't need to be in a church on a regular basis. Don't, you know, there's people in the ministry that say, oh, I'm around it all the time. I don't need it. Yes, you do. Because you need people speaking into your life and God can use those people to do it, and they don't even know they're doing it. You always need people in authority over you. Before I started these lessons this time, I went to my church. Actually, the sanctuary was kind of dark in there and shut up, but I, I just sat there and quietly sat before the Lord, praying about these lessons, praying for ways to help you, saying, God, speak through me to these people, I don't know what to say to them, but you do because you know who's listening. And you know what they need to hear, so speak to them 
through me, Lord. That's, I went to his temple. And the Lord said, and Jehoshaphat said, Lord, you've taught us to cry out to you in our distress and that you would hear us and rescue us. This man had great faith, didn't he? Great faith. What a wonderful thing to have a leader that has great faith. What a great, great honor. Mm, wonderful. So he remind, first of all, he determined to seek God first. Next, he got everybody together and they agreed on what they were going to pray about. Next, they all fasted and prayed. They agreed to go without food for a certain length of time. And then God, before he asked God for anything, he praised God. Why is that a good thing to do? Because you know when you're worried, you're just getting there to God as quick as you can and saying, you've got to help with this. Because praising God first lets God know that you know who he is. And it puts you in remembrance of who he is. It comes out your mouth. So many times we just keep everything in here. But when it comes out your mouth, it takes a faith that um, is, is more than just thinking it. So you, you learn how to tell God who he is. Well, how do you do that? You may say, I don't know how you do that. Just read the Psalms to him. If you can't do it any other way, or you read this verse to him out loud. God, this is what your word says about you. And then you remind God of the promises he's made you. Is that being pushy? No. God says, put me in remembrance of my word. There's nothing wrong with that. Lord, you promised to give this land forever to Abraham and his descendants. And then they say, Lord, we even built a temple for you because we love you so much. And then he reminds himself by praying, this is what we believe. This is what I believe. In your prayer, say to God, Lord, I know you're the great deliverer. I know you do miracles. I know you heal people. I know you set people free. I know you do mighty works. I know who you are. And I don't just know it from reading the Bible. I know from what I've seen that you've done in my life in the past, and I know what you've done in the lives of people I know. Because if you've noticed, as you walk with God, you can look back and remember, oh, he answered that prayer, he answered that prayer, he answered that prayer, he'll answer this prayer. Also, it helps you to remember to have faith. Because usually, the latest thing God's doing in your life, you feel like, oh, he did it before, but can he do this one? That's that fear that hits you. And so speaking what you know God has done, reminding him of what he's promised, reminding him of all the times he's helped you, then and only then did Jehoshaphat get to what he was really there for. Long time, a lot went on before he ever got there. But he said, oh Lord, look at what's happening. Look at these enemies that have come. We didn't harm them, Lord, and now see how they're rewarding us? For they have come to throw us out of the land you have given us. That's going on today too, isn't it? Oh, our God, won't you stop them? 
We have no way to protect ourselves against this mighty army. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That is probably one of the most important verses in the Bible that you could ever memorize, ever understand. Because you and I both get in situations that we do not know what to do. We don't have a clue, we don't have an idea, and we're scared beyond words. And it's serious. It's a great battle. And the wisest prayer you can pray is, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you. Meaning I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm looking, I'm carefully observing, because you're going to tell me what to do, and I know it, and I'm going to wait until you do. What happened after that? Did the battle change? Mm -mm. There was a lot more to come. Sometimes your battle, you think, I prayed, it ought to change. I ought to walk out of this room. It ought to be different. Things can be different in the spirit world before they're different in the natural. Things can be happening in the spirit world. You know, there is a spiritual world. We don't just live in this natural world. There's a world you can't see going on. In fact, the Bible says there's war going on there. Principalities and powers fighting each other. Remember the story of Daniel? There was such a great, great problem, and Daniel went to the Lord and prayed so hard. And finally, an angel came to Daniel and said, Daniel, the Lord heard your prayer the first day and sent me. But I had to fight my way past the prince of Persia, which is Iran. I had to fight my way past him to get to you. It took 21 days of fighting. We don't understand that, do we? Because we can't see it. But that's what happened. What happened in this situation? Did an angel come? No. The Spirit of the Lord came on a man who was a prophet. And he said, Listen to me, all you people. Be prepared. God is going to use other people to help you solve your dilemma. He said, Listen to me, King Jehoshaphat. Listen to me, all you people. Boy, he was bold. The Lord says, don't be afraid. Don't be paralyzed by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Wow. Wow. We want God on our side, don't we? Tomorrow, there's your plan. See, you wait. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you, Lord. Here it is. Tomorrow, go down and attack them. He even tells a word of knowledge about how it's going to be and it hasn't even happened yet. You will find them coming up the slopes of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not need to fight. Sometimes God says, fight. Knock the door down. Go for it. Sometimes he says, you're not going to have to do anything. It's my battle, and I'm going to take care of it. And that was their directions. Take your places, stand quietly, and see the incredible rescue operation God will perform for you. Oh, and this is what else the Lord says. Oh, people of Judah and Jerusalem, don't be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. What did Jehoshaphat do next? Did he get his armor on and get ready? 
No. He fell to the ground and worshipped the Lord. Had, the battle hadn't occurred. The victory has, hadn't been won. But he had heard the Lord and he knew it was going to happen. And he fell to the ground and worshipped the Lord before he did anything else. He did that in front of all the people. Now you think about it. It doesn't say he sat down. It says he fell down on the ground and worshipped the Lord with his face to the earth. This is a humble man who loves God. What happened? They followed his example. Everybody did it too. They all did. They all started worshiping the Lord. Then they started singing. Then they started praising. Oh, what a great story. What a great story. Early the next morning, they went out. One more time, Jehoshaphat believed the Lord, and he said, listen to me. Don't be afraid. The Lord is going to fight for us. Believe in the Lord, and you will have success. Believe his prophets, and everything will be all right. He was basing his kingdom on what a human being said and on faith in a God he could not see. Amazing. But that's where real victory happens. Do you do that? You need to do that. That's the way it's supposed to be done. But he did one more thing. This man was a, 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 caref a man who did things carefully thought out. Had great faith, moved in faith, but he still thought carefully. He, the next thing he did was consult with the leaders. Say, what do you think we ought to do? They said, we think you ought to put the praisers out first. How'd you like to have been on that praise team moving into three armies staring at you or thinking it's going to happen? And they did that. But guess what God did? The Bible says... God moved and they began fighting each other. The enemies, the three armies, all got angry with each other. They started fighting each other and they destroyed each other. Isn't that amazing? They killed everybody. They didn't have to fight at all, just like what God said. Not at all. And as far as they could look, there were dead bodies everywhere and so much plunder. They took it all. And on the fourth day, they blessed the Lord, the joy and everybody around them said, we're not messing with them. God's for them. Don't you want that in your life? Don't you want to let God tell you how to fight your battles? Don't you want to let God fight them for you? Don't you want to remind God of his promises? Do it right now. Get on your face before God. Cry out to him and do what he says to do. God bless you. I'm Betty Swan with Betty Swan Ministries. I'm so glad you've been watching this show. A lot of you have told me you are. I hope that you tell your friends. I hope you grow in the Lord from watching this show. You know, when you make donations to GLC, you make a great contribution to the kingdom of God. These people really care about you. I'm around them all the time. They're wonderful people. And you're doing a good thing when you support GLC. Also, don't forget about pennies from heaven. Many, many of you have put money in Wells Fargo Bank, and it always has to be to the account of pennies from heaven, Amarillo, Texas. It has to say that. But you keep that up. The money has been going to Africa, Mexico. It's really feeding hungry people, so keep it up. You're just doing a great job. God bless you. 
This program was produced by and for God's Learning Channel. If you enjoy this program, we need your support to keep this program on GLC. Please make your checks out to God's Learning Channel, P.O. Box 61000, Midland, Texas 79711-1000. Please be sure to designate where your contribution is intended. It is very important to let GLC know which programs you enjoy and support.